0: Other
1: questions, Vigit? I
2: sent
3: you a text. Okay, okay, no, no, no not right now. I mean, that was, that's just my big one, so okay, you know what I'm saying that's just my big one because that's the one I feel that's the one I, I kind of feel bad about. Like, I just, it's just like he said, he has the curiosity, it just don't be, it just don't be there. But, like, so, well, I, but we'll talk about it, and then, like, you know, he'll talk, he'll bring it to me. You know what I'm saying? So we would talk about it. I never shun him away from a conversation or nothing mm-hmm. about it. Don't, mm-hmm. Nothing like that. So, you know what I mean? We talk about it. we go back and forth about stuff. It's just, I, got, I, I it's not like I just got to work on me a little bit, too. Maybe I'm just expecting it to come too easy. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not seeking it enough well,
0: at he,
4: all. I would love to talk to you more, man. We yeah. like, would uh, have My, some coffee or something. Yeah. Uh, some <laughs>
0: chicken. I mean, that's right. You know uh, yeah, That's right. So I got a question um, about, right now we, we know that we were in a pandemic um and um with that a lot of things changed um during those times um and one of those things that uh, may have been affected is the church so i wanted to ask you know the three of you um you know what what effect did covid 19 have um you know good uh, some some things are positive as well that came from that but what do you think is the biggest change um you know in the church or the effect of covid 19 to the church
4: Minister Charles, go ahead because you're you're Methodist and you're on the East Coast, and I would like to hear the innovative things you guys were doing in, in, in that in that corner of the world. Please go right
5: ahead, and then. I'm at a disadvantage because um, Dr. Taylor told me she sent me a text. I was responding to her, so and I kind of got caught off oh Okay, I confess.
2: No problem. We're two or three again. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: So you, you, the question is, what are some of the things that we're doing to come uh, during uh, COVID-19? To uh, I'm sorry. Well, Could you just?
0: Yeah, I'll go ahead. No no problem. Um, the question was, you know, what effects did COVID-19 have um, on the church? And that can be positive and, you know, maybe okay. negative.
5: All right. Well, there are positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, the negatives, I'll start with the negatives first so we can rejoice in the positives. Mm-hmm. Uh, the negatives are that a lot of people, and I will say a lot, are afraid to return to church. Mm-hmm. We have since opened the church, and um, we have service in person. Of course, we have a mask mandate, um, but a lot of people are afraid to attend. We, you know, Even though we make sure that we sanitize and we t- take all the precautions, mm-hmm. um, social distancing and all that. And we also not only offer, so, so what we do to combat that is that we offer in-person service as well as, uh facebook live and uh youtube mm-hmm. so those are some of the things that we do right now and one of the, one of the um the good things that has come out of this is that people from all over are mm-hmm. joining you know joining in worship it's not just limited to the sanctuary anymore we have people from all over and Surprisingly, the offering is still, you know. <laughs> it's still
2: <laughs> Bring all so, the ties into the store.
5: You know? I suppose. Yes, praise God. So uh, that's that's what's happening up here.
2: Okay.
0: What do you think? Um, you. How did how has COVID nineteen impacted you, um, with as far as um, you know, church or Bible studies and things like that. How, what effect um, has it had on your life
5: me
2: no i'm talking
0: to uh i'm sorry oh, talking to me. i'm talking yes i'm oh, talking to dr, dr. taylor <laughs> okay no
1: as far as what i'm doing for god's kingdom it has a positive impact
2: okay i'm
1: able to do a lot that i would not have been able to do going into the office Good. as far as church goes positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I, um, I get on <laughs> service and it's really good. I don't have to leave home mm-hmm. and drive to church, so it's really good. And I could um, attend two services because I have two churches that I attend to. Mm-hmm. I attend and it's really good. With without COVID, I have to go and I can only attend one. So Definitely. this way I attend to, because they start at different times. So it's really good. I'm I'm getting that. Yeah. You know, positive for me all around.
0: Definitely. Um, for me, I'll go ahead and, uh, speak on it as well. Um, you know, I think it's positive, um, because I don't, church, church um, the, the building is great to gather and to brethrenize with, you know, your fellow believers in Christ. Um, but I think that, the, that what, what, <clears throat> what gets lost sometimes is people think that they have to be there in order to, uh, get the word or speak or speak to, or, or to to get close to god really that's a personal thing and that's a one on one thing and the body is the church we are we are essentially the church the building is a place that we can just come and worship together um so I think what covid nineteen the did was it actually highlighted that and for me personally I started doing my own bible studies um during those times when it was down I started to you know do my own personal bible studies and bring and bring that into my home and that was something that I was able to develop who knows if I would have um had the gumption to go and do so, um, if, if COVID-19 didn't happen. Um, another thing is, as far as the the church in in itself, um, it allows people to uh, view things from, like you said, from different, uh, platforms, um, from different places across the world. So I think the church and pastors and, and things like that are being able to reach, uh, more people, um, as well. So, I definitely think it um, it's a definitely a positive, uh, in my opinion. Um, but I'll let the uh, pastor, uh, you know, give his thoughts on it.
4: So, so yeah, this is a huge topic. Um, I'm humbled by it. Um, what I would say is that it that there are a couple of things. I I use the word mask, and what I mean by that is this: the what COVID does is that if you are probably an innovative thinker like you, you guys are energetic, it probably sets up the conditions for you to be even more creative, right? As as they say, necessity is the mother of invention, Mm -hmm. right? And so when the the times get tough, the tough get going. And so one of the things that we found is that it has really highlighted the need for multi-generational ministry. That's the M, Mm -hmm. right? That that if the church is going to be healthy, you need multi-generational ministry. Why, why is that important? Mm-hmm. Because you need, in order for you to grow, mm-hmm. you need to be able to relate to people, I would argue, in a healthy way, 15, mm-hmm. 20 years older than you, 15, 20 years younger. pre covid people got into their church silos, the young people's church over here, the traditional church over here, the old people's church over here. So what has happened in many churches is it has compelled us, right, mm-hmm. to go online and on-site.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I think the other thing about about the, 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 now the downside of it is, though, that we have to be careful that it does not create uh, if you will, ecclesiastical laziness, whereby people are, just wake up, get your coffee, turn on your, your Zoom, turn on the YouTube, and then you just relax. Mm-hmm. So we have to guard against the laziness that, that, that can go along with, with being online. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what I think that we have to get ready for is this. We're still in the, in the pandemic, and I think that what it also makes us do is it makes us be created in regards to the kind of time that we spend with God. Because here's the thing that COVID cannot do. COVID cannot create the need for you to grow spiritually. And one of the things that I'm, and I'll be honest with you, one of the things that I'm afraid of is for people to come come through the pandemic and have not learned the lessons Mm -hmm. that they were supposed to learn spiritually. Mm -hmm. Because here's what I found, right, about human tendency. The first two months of the pandemic, March 2020 to about April, May 2020, around Easter, I noticed a lot of people flocking to our online systems, Facebook and YouTube. And you got a sense that people were humbling themselves before the Lord. Oh, what have we done wrong? The nation needs to go into mourning. The nation needs to go into repentance. And then, you know what? We kind of got comfortable and attitudes really didn't change. And so what is happening now with the mass and all of these kinds of things is you find for some people, they've gone from nastiness to nobility, but some people have become worse. Mm-hmm. And we have to recognize the fact that maybe if we're not careful, we may be facing another set of tempestuous conditions. I pray that the church really humbles itself so that we can lead the nation into humbling itself and we can come out of this thing because the one thing that COVID has not done is thoroughly uh, uh, created the conditions for us to repent and be humble before God. And so I just leave that that way, that there's some things that we've learned under COVID, mm-hmm. but to my dismay as a prophet of the gospel, I'm not sure that all of us in the church and without have really come out of this thing saying, let me really run for God. And I'm not talking about people who are just living lives ordinarily. I'm talking about people that you, you just, there's a, there seems to be a lack of Civility, a lack of decor, a lack of compassion in so many circles, in places that you would expect people to to show more compassion. And again, let me go back to these books. You find it in the in the lead character of No Regrets. You find it in 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 the spiritual autobiography of, of Doctor Taylor, Strength and Weakness. You find that growth in God must involve the quotient and the index of compassion. That if you're not more caring more loving, more forgiving, I will question whether or not it's God that you met. Mm. You may have met a representative of God. You may have met a, a, a therapist. You may have met a politician. But when you meet God, you really come out, not that you're perfect, but you really come in, coming out saying, Lord, I have a short life. How do I give more of myself in the service of God and humanity? And I just pray that as we're coming out of this, and, and I'll just go Bible on you, It's very interesting that people use the plagues of Egypt as an analogy for for the plague of COVID. They called it the plague Mm.
2: in 2020.
4: Mm -hmm. But what people forget is there were several plagues that hit Egypt. And Mm -hmm. even when the most severe plague hit Egypt, Pharaoh repented for a season for a while. But you know why Pharaoh died? because his heart was hardened in the midst of the place. You're a Bible scholar, my brother, you know that, Minister Mm -hmm. Charles, Dr. Taylor, you you follow what I'm saying? And and my fear is that we always think that Pharaoh is somebody else in another community, and we don't deal with the Pharaoh Mm -hmm. within Mm -hmm. ourselves, and I don't want other people to get to the promised land, and we die because we clutched onto power Mm -hmm. and we die in the Red Sea. That's my fear as Mm pastor-preacher. I submit that to you. What are your thoughts, Bible Um, scholar? So, so
0: you're, you're, you're you, what you was just saying is leading me into my next question. Is kind of teeing it up, and that and it sounded like you were talking about the spirit in the world right now is what you're afraid of, or possibly could be afraid of. Yes. So, do you are you of the uh, assumption, or do you believe that the Antichrist spirit is in the world?
4: Yes, I, I believe that, but I think the Antichrist spirit has been in the world.
0: Okay, right.
4: The question becomes, for me, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and, and, and I'll turn this over to Minister Charles and Dr. Taylor. The question was for you, are we willing to don our spiritual armor to engage in warfare? Because I think you, if you're Christian, you're born into warfare. I think mm-hmm. if you're a human being, you're born into warfare. Mm-hmm. The question is, spiritual warfare is not an option, but spiritual bondage is, mm-hmm. right? And so the, the challenge becomes... Are we going to have to lose to the spirit of the Antichrist?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Or are we going to win? And in order to win, you cannot fight the battle in, on your terms. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, mm-hmm. but are mighty through God, the spiritual, through the pulling down of uh, strongholds, casting down every vain imagination, pride, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, that raises up against the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So if we really know God, there are some things that we need to stop moving away from. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? And so that's that's the exciting thing. So I do think that there's a spirit of Antichrist in the world, but I also think it's in the church. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that even church people can be blind to it mm-hmm. and always think it's within somebody else or the person that's bothering me and not really deal with what is the Antichrist within me mm-hmm. that is making me more selfish, more narcissistic, more, more power hungry, mm-hmm. always blaming the children, always blaming the spouse, mm-hmm. always blaming the other person for my problems and not humbling myself before, the, before God, I would say this the Bible says that we love to in all circles of church, yeah. we love to preach Second Chronicles 7.14 if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, we use that to pray but we forget before you pray you've got to humble yourself If you pray without humbling yourself, how do you know it's the God of the Bible you're really praying to? So, Mm -hmm. my thing is, let's humble ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Then, when we pray, we're praying from a position of authenticity, from being gracefully broken and not deceiving ourselves because there's a spirit of deception in the world, Mm -hmm. of subterfuge that makes us think we're being in God when we're really being in flesh. Mm -hmm.
0: And so, I submit that to you. You got anything to add to that, Dr. Towner?
5: No, you can't touch
0: that one. How about you, Minister Charles?
5: I just want to agree with uh, what he said as far as um, putting on the full armor of God.
2: Mm-hmm. We are
5: told that we have to, you know, we have to constantly watch and pray. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, after after we've done all we can, you know, we just stand and we let God take over. Let Him, let him fight the battle. But we have to be fully armored. We have to be fully prepared. Amen. And as, uh, you know, Pastor Adelican just said, it's not just in the world, it is in the church. Mm -hmm. I remember one time I said something about that to my pastor, and he gave me a kind of look, um, because I said, you know what, the enemy comes to church with you on Sunday and sits right next to you. Preach. Preach. And the thing is, (laughs) we were sitting on the pulpit, and he was sitting next to me. (laughs) uh, So that was a little little chuckle moment. But um, seriously, though, we have to be very, very careful, because you don't know. Who that next that person sitting next to you is or who that person speaking to you is so you always always be alert can't let your guard down. Hallelujah,
0: Amen. 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 Um, so we uh, we got two more questions here and then we're gonna wrap it up. Um, you know, and um, but I just want to, to get these out there because these are questions that I pulled from people and um, this is things that they you know wanted to know. Um, this question oh, is. Why is believing in Christ the only way to heaven?
4: I submit to these towering intellectuals, Mr. Charles and Dr. Well,
5: uh, you know what, I'm Jesus together. himself, I, I just quote the words of Jesus, mm-hmm. I am the way, the yes. truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. No one comes to the Father except by me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, if he says it, I believe it, and that settles it.
0: I think that what I what I tell uh, people that when I have these conversations with it, and I'm no um, you know scholar or no PhD or team mm-hmm. like that in this, but what I tell people is that it's faith. Is we have we all have a choice, right? Yeah. And uh, we choose rather to believe in to to believe it is or to believe not. But I tell you this, I would rather err on the side of caution and say that hey because without without reading the bible i understand what's right from wrong naturally that's that's already in me right Mm -hmm. so without even knowing those commandments i know what i should do and what i should not do
2: Mm -hmm. but
0: i but i say that i rather err on the side of caution that someone died for me Mm
2: -hmm.
0: for the bad things that i know that i do Mm -hmm. and that that, that he paid that price so I can go in heaven to where it'd be filled with milk and honey and all those good things. Ooh. Instead of me err on the caution and say that there is not that, okay. uh, and, and now
5: later. Uh-huh. my
0: consequences could be anything. Who knows?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. But i
0: rather had it in my back pocket. Amen. That, yeah. That's what I, and that's what I always say. So it's faith bound. It's just about what you choose and to, to what you want to believe. Yes. You got anything on that, Adrian?
2: I don't like that, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. Now,
3: now I no, re- I respect it though. But like, like I do believe Christ is the only way. Like I believe Jesus died for my sins and stuff like that. But I don't want it to feel like it's just an ace in my back pocket. Oh. No,
0: it's not, I not. That's how that's how I interpret that. Like, nah, not, not like I can do whatever I want in no, life. No, 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 not that, oh, at all.
3: not that part on it at all. Okay, you say it like. You know, you know, you know the difference between right and wrong right off the rip, mm-hmm. and I feel that because I, I feel like you do, and I feel like most people do because people know, for the most part, you got to be compassionate, you got to be good at the people. You you know, you know when you're doing wrong, in mm-hmm. mo- mo- most in most cases, m- nine times out of ten you know you're doing wrong. But I just don't want to believe because I know, like, oh, just in case I'm wrong, like let's say you are wrong, are wrong. I, I'm not. I know we're not. Believe mm-hmm. you are wrong you know then oh then no harm no foul nah you know it's right and you know it's you know that's it 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 ain't no it it just if if it ain't that you just know it's there christ lord jesus you know it right off rip it it, it ain't no other answer Okay. Uh, okay i got you but there's
0: there's some people who just don't who just don't believe
3: in that yeah but if you believe in if you believe in like Oh, uh, you know, I rather I rather err on this side of it. Then it feel like you didn't ever believe in the first place. I see what you're saying. So you're saying for someone to be like, well, I rather I
0: rather just say that. You know, you, are, you feel like you're already a fence setter in the sense of I'm just
3: saying that I'm just saying this just, just, just because I don't want to be wrong. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm riding this. I'm riding. Well, I'm riding this just because I don't want to be wrong. But I don't like that hits my ear bad. I got you I understand,
0: but okay. God knows, God knows the heart and the mind of every of, every exactly. So you can't you you can't That's you can't why that's there's something. no
3: point of faking it.
0: Yeah, no, no, and no, and no point And I, I believe that Not but, that you are, and yeah. I think
3: you're not in an instance. Mm-hmm. But like when I roll back to say. When people are like just doing it, just going through the motions, yeah, yeah you're wasting your time. Yeah. You know it ain't there. So my response is yes and no. Okay. My response <laughs> is yes. <laughs> no. This is what I mean by, by yes
4: and yes. no. Yeah,
1: honest. I like that. Yeah.
4: That, that if that text is used in an exclusive way, mm-hmm. right, I think we have to be very careful from the human point of view.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Because God is creator. Mm-hmm. And God is love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how about the people that have never heard the gospel preached? And there are millions, if not millions, that have walked this earth that have never heard the gospel preached in our key or in how we would frame the gospel. Because mm-hmm. the gospel has to be framed in human terms. That's why the word became flesh. Mm-hmm. So, in order, the way people tend to use that, and I and I hate to say this in a in a modern, enlightened, enlightenment center Eurocentric way. They tend to use that against people who are not in, who have not been traditioned along Christian lines.
2: Mm-hmm. I
4: think we have to be very careful about that. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think if God is light and love, we have to trust that in God's own mysterious way, He has allowed the gospel or permitted the gospel to be heard. In all times and climes, and then people using their human volition can either accept it or receive it. Mm-hmm. But if we make the blanket statement that mm-hmm. that, is, that, it, that 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 uh, that, that um, it, and we and we the point I'm trying, if we misinterpret that mm-hmm. to say unless you know Jesus. Well, there's some people that have not had the opportunity to hear Jesus because when Paul was preaching and he talked about Asia, he thought the world was limited to a very limited place. We know that the world is much broader than that. And then the question then becomes, has every human being that ever lived or is living now, have they heard the gospel preached? And I think the answer, I'm honest, is no, why? Because I'm a member of the church and the church has gone to sleep on, on preaching the We've not reached everybody in, in South Dayton. I'm sure everybody <laughs> in Minister Charles in, in New Jersey he has not been reached, you, you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, you know. So the point I'm trying to we have to be very careful about becoming an exclusive, triumphant kind mm-hmm. of gospel. Because what that does is, is that it squeezes out anything that is different from us.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
4: it's if if we're loving. We ought to be able to show up anywhere. Mm -hmm. We ought to be able to show up in a gambling den, just like Jesus did among tax collectors, whether it's a KKA, and show up and say, this is the love of Jesus. Because what did Jesus do? He presented the gospel of love. Jesus, why was Jesus crucified? For one thing, I, I was sharing with the young brother today doing evangelism. Jesus, he talked to people. Why was it so easy for him to talk to people Because as Mrs. Crawford says, a woman that is over, she's an octogenarian in our church. She says, take the love of Jesus with you. you. And we have more power by spreading love Mm -hmm. than we do by telling people, if you don't accept it through my lens, Mm -hmm. you're going to hell. Mm
2: -hmm. I
4: just think we need to do what Jesus did. Walk around and show love. And that could mean. Feed five thousand. It could mean cast out demons. It could mean help somebody with a scholarship. It could mean walk somebody off of drugs. But I think we have to find more non-traditional, innovative ways of spreading the gospel, like doing a podcast. <laughs> because without this podcast, I wouldn't have met this awesome brother here by the name of Adrian. <laughs> most of the people, most of the people that I need to be talking to, are beyond the walls of the church. And let me just say this about COVID. I miss the church. Mm-hmm. I will in no way deprivilege, degrade, or devalue the far walls of the church. Mm-hmm. I love being among these assembly. The point I'm trying to make is this: is the are the far walls of the church what we are? Are they our boundedness? Do they represent our boundedness or our rootedness? My argument is nothing outside of the Spirit represents our boundedness, the limit. The limitedness of our faith, Mm -hmm. but they can represent the rootedness, the ground of our faith by which we now spread out for our branches and the fruit which will be beyond. So I think that the gospel makes room for rootedness and fruitedness and not boundedness. Mm -hmm. We cannot be bound by anything except the Spirit. Why? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, be ye my witnesses, where? Beginning in Jerusalem, and then Judea, and then Samaria, to the outermost parts of the earth. He didn't say stay home. He
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. didn't
4: say remain where you are. You, you have a base there, but then you have to begin to go out. Final thing I would say on this point is this, that too many Christians, I believe, have a truncated understanding of what Jesus was about. Mm-hmm. What I mean is, if you read the Gospels, how many times did Jesus teach or, or perform miracles when uh, and him being indoors mm-hmm. most of what jesus did that we read in the gospels was outdoors what did he do go up there into that fish and bring out corn right he turned water into wine where was he at a wedding right mm-hmm. he, he walked across the uh, galilean sea and turned the galilean sea into a moving sidewalk he went on top of the sea and said peace be still you follow what i'm saying mm-hmm. look at all the, the outdoorsiness of jesus mm-hmm. not to deny the power of the temple but look at the outdoorsiness of Jesus. The other thing is this, is that many Christians, we go to church, we become baptized, we stay in church, and then we wait to die. Yeah. But, 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 but the point of the church is not to really get people to heaven. Let me say that again. The point of the church, I say this with all humility, sobriety, and integrity, yes, is not to get people to heaven. Mm-hmm. The point of the church is to bring heaven down to earth. He does not need any more witnesses in heaven. He needs witnesses on earth. He said, let thy will be done where? In heaven like it's and done on earth? Not. No. He said, let thy will be done on earth as and it is in not. heaven. His word is settled in heaven. He needs us to do his will on earth. Build institutions. Spread the word. Build the kingdom of God. You, you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, so, so therefore, we now have the power to turn the world upside down. For Jesus, not to use the church as an escape mechanism from this world. No, we have to engage the world. We have to do battle on this earth, and it's then that He will now tell us. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Come on home. But it's not the soldier's job, right, to go back to headquarters. The soldier, any soldier, must be on the battleground until the commanding officer says, your tour of duty is over. Come on home. So until I turn into duty, we don't need to be coming on home. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You make your heaven on earth. He says that you will have a new earth and a new heaven. And so it's very important that those of us who are in traditional farm place understand the way you do the will of God is by bringing heaven down to earth, and of course, the rest is up to god
0: definitely um i I had one other question, but i'm going to i I'm, I'm going to change the question and i want to uh, kind of tailor it to um the ladies um Amen. Taylor no pun intended for dr Taylor Amen. but um, <laughs> <laughs> um we had two we have two powerful women um on the show today and and we're living in an age now where women empowerment, um, is being pushed, um, equality, uh, for women, um, is being pushed. Um, and you know, I kind of wanted to get your, uh, your views about what's going on in the world where we're trying to, you know, show the equality of women, um, and, 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 their place in the world. How do you feel about that? Um, and what do you, and what would you say to the other striving women out there? Dr. Taylor.
1: Oh, okay. I was ready to say <laughs> <you. laughs> I'm excited about the things that we women are doing right now. I mean, there is really nothing stopping us. Mm-hmm. And when you look at women such as Joyce Myers, I admire her tremendously. In and
0: Joyce Myers, I'm sorry.
1: Joyce Myers is a, a huge speaker. Okay. On, um a pastor, I should say. She doesn't go by pastor. Okay. Um, on television. You know who Joyce Miles is. I don't.
0: You
2: don't? Nope,
0: but go I w- I'm going to go check her I out. I want to That's why I asked, why I asked you. <laughs> I don't have no problem with stopping and asking people things that I don't know because I right, right. have no question. There's no such thing as a dumb question, so I just no wanted worries. to make sure that I... Yeah, yes. I'm going to... A- I'm definitely going to listen to her. When
1: she started, as I read her story, when she started preaching, um, she was told women should not be preachers.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, when you look at the people that follow her, it puts another level to women should not be preaching because she has a lot of people that tune into her daily. Mm -hmm. She has different shows. And I brought her up to say that... She faced those those obstacles, those were against, you know, a woman shouldn't be preaching, and she didn't stop because she knew that she'd leave her focus on God and do what God wanted her to do. Doors were open for her. Because Mm -hmm. one of the questions that's raised oftentimes is, where does it say in the Bible, women shouldn't be preachers?
0: And the thing about it is, just to, just to answer your question, it never says that, and I think they take, it was a, a Bible verse in Corinthians, I believe, that they were talking about uh, something like that, and um, I think people take things out of context um, in the they Bible. They phrase
1: the Bible however yes. they want exactly. to depend on, you know, what mood you're in, or mm-hmm. what Bible you're reading, or who you believe in, you mm-hmm. phrase it however you want, but she went that route with her. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I tell people all the time I love is um, tennis. Tennis is my favorite sport. Okay. And when I look at the women and uh, the things that they were faced, they are still fighting to get paid the way the men are getting paid.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: though the Williams sisters, which a lot of people heard of and love, they don't get paid as well as the top players do. Wow. But they don't they, they that doesn't stop them from enjoying the sport. Exactly. They keep pushing their way to it because they know that they're doing something that they love mm-hmm. and the only thing that can stop them is them. So when you Mm -hmm. look at, and I'm going to stop at those two examples, when you look at those women, a lot of people know the Williams sisters and admire Mm -hmm. them, respect them, idolize them. Mm -hmm. Just like a lot of women, a lot of people idolize Joyce Myers. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing now is they're setting, they have set the bar for a lot of women like myself. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to be a preacher. Mm -hmm. No. And I'm not going to be a tennis player. Mm -hmm. I'm not old enough to be a tennis player, and I'm sticking to that. I am sticking to that. But what they have done is they have showed us that women are capable of doing enormous things. Mm. You just have to, when the obstacles come, push them aside, overlook them, face them head on. The reason why I love tennis so much and tennis empowers me watching the game I, I love the singles game. I don't like the doubles. I watch mm-hmm. singles mm-hmm. All, because you will see that they're losing, and what they do is they dig deep inside, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as they dig deep inside themselves, then they were losing, but now they're winning, mm-hmm. and that's where I get my motivation from, my encouragement from, and as a woman, as a, a woman, when I, even when I came here. My my English was good, but I still had that thick accent. Mm-hmm. So I had that that was hindering me. People were like, okay, what did you say? Was it? But I keep pushing, you know, and I kept going. Mm-hmm. So then when I look at put my life next to the tennis player, I'm like, okay, they, overcome, they overcame some obstacles. I mm-hmm. overcame some. But what is to stop me from being the person that I want to be?
2: Yeah.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it, I can't say it's because I'm a woman, because I just mentioned two women, three women, actually, who have faced adversities, but they overcame that and become who they're meant to become, and they are well-known. So there's nothing stopping women from becoming who they want to become. We just have to believe in ourselves, and when we feel like we're losing, dig deep inside, and the, 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 what wraps that package together is Jesus Christ.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: because he will do everything that we can do. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a, a person who is afraid to speak about the things that he have done. Like mm-hmm. my book said, His Strength and My Weakness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I can be the woman that I'm meant to become through him. He will use me to be that woman, but without him, because of the work that I choose to do, mm-hmm. I won't be able to get there. Because I need to lean on him. I need his strength to get me there. And that also empowers me to know that I can do the work that he wants me to do. I can help somebody to overcome um, single parenting, some financial problems that they have, because I'm very good at finances. And overcome, you know, what it takes to just be feeling like the outcast, feeling unloved, feeling unwanted, you know, those feelings that keep you trapped inside. Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel that me as a woman Mm
2: -hmm. could Mm -hmm.
1: relate to other women and help to empower them so that they could tap into that God-given purpose that they have because all of us have a purpose. Mm -hmm. But some of us don't get to fulfill that purpose because, one, we might not know what it is because we're not listening, and, two, we're just scared. And sometimes it might be so much like, why should I be the game changer? Why not mm, be the game why, not, why not? Why, why not? not? That's I know I'm the game changer in my family.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I know. I, I mean, I've breaking down so many different rules and barriers. And why not be the game changer? And while I'm changing the, 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 the game, mm-hmm. why not try to bring someone else along so they can be a game changer?
2: Definitely.
1: Women have, we have this. Some people call it intuition that we get from God, and because of the compassion mm-hmm. and our 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 strength to just keep going. Some of the strongest people are not a single woman. Did you know that single mothers? Yes. Some they. of the strongest people are not a single mother. Oh,
2: definitely.
1: I want to give a shout out to all single mothers mm-hmm. because when you really think about the stuff that we have to overcome, mm-hmm. then we're like, hmm. Who, who who else can do what we just did with a single one? No, no, no fun intended right here. But it's true. So when we look at what God has already instilled in us,
2: mm-hmm.
1: all we need to do now is just give back to others and bring them along.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: we're not just changing the game for one game. We change the game for others. So though we're losing in that match, we dig deep inside and then we pass it along. And that's Definitely. what I would like to do. I have dug deep inside and bring a lot of stuff up, and I just want to pass it along to others. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of who I am anymore. I'm not ashamed of all the stuff I've gone through anymore. Mm-hmm. I just want to help others and empower them so we women could be
5: all we're meant to be. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Uh, hi. Your turn, Bridget. <laughs> Okay, that's a h- hard act to follow. <laughs> However, I'd like to just attack this from another angle. Good. The, um, the route that Jesus took. You now, let's face it. Back in those days, uh, women were socialized to just be homemakers. The, the man was the one who had to go out and work to support his family. Women were traditionally supposed to stay at home and take care of the children. When Jesus came, he turned all of that upside down. Mm -hmm. Jesus was entertaining uh, the fact that women could be a part of his ministry.
2: Hmm.
5: Jesus was, uh, uh, you know, Mary Magdalene, for example. Jesus, uh, you know, Joanna is one that I admire a lot. Her husband, Chusa, was the, um, I think he was the purser for, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Is it the Pharaoh or or Herod, one of those uh, powerful guys? And she had to give up everything to actualize her faith in God. She went and she, you know, she followed Jesus. Mm -hmm. She gave up all, you know, she gave up all the riches and everything. Um, We have Susanna. We have Lydia. We have Mm -hmm. so many women who, uh, you know, they were there to support Jesus and to spread the word. They were teachers. And so... um Amen.
2: That's powerful. You know,
5: powerful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jesus came to just turn things... You know, he said, he said, everybody thinks I'm just here for peace and whatever, but I'm here to turn things upside down. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know what? I'm not here to just... Pat you on the head and say, oh, good, good person, you, you're just going to the temple and you're, you're offering your public prayers and that's okay. No, that's not what he was all about. Mm-hmm. He was all about love. He was all about showing, you know, t- showing uh, God's love through your life. Be an example. We're told that the most powerful uh, message is not preached from the pulpit. It is preached by your life. And so these women, uh, look, look at this. Jesus was not afraid. To touch the other women who other people in, in society were shunning. Mm. Look at him with this woman, this woman at the well. Mm. Traditionally, he wasn't supposed to be alone with her. He wasn't supposed to even talk to her. But he talked to her, he counseled her, and he helped her to then go out and help others. Um, how about the one, the, the woman who uh, everyone was condemning and, and ready, to, getting ready to stone her to death? Definitely. Jesus intervened, and, and because of him now, again, the kingdom, kingdom building was done. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I, I bet that woman with the issue of blood as well, I bet she went back and she told everybody about it. Mm-hmm. So, women have traditionally, again, been socialized to be these frail little uh, flowers who just stay at home and wilt, but... When Jesus came and he turned things around, he empowered us and it is up to us now to take on that mantle and to keep doing what we know we're supposed to do, which is to be about God's work yes. here on earth. Yes,
1: yes. Amen. Thank you, Thank sister, you. for that. I know you have my back for the stuff that I forgot.
2: <laughs> the heroic power <laughs> yes. of the black of,
4: of black women. Yes. It's all um, yes. it, yes. it pervades their, their writings as well. So please make sure you pick up a book, beloved.
0: Yes, uh, you can find those books at uh, www.histrengththebook.com, uh, and then or you can go on uh, there what is it the right
2: awakening the
0: right awakening.com. Again, these links will be attached to the show. Um, please go and uh, check the books out. I believe that for the people that uh, were viewing today and are listening to this podcast, or or go to buy after the podcast. Um, the his strength and my weakness book is fourteen ninety nine um uh, Ms. bridget uh, charles book uh, no regrets um uh, is seventeen ninety nine and uh pastor Tecumbo Adelicon's book, which was the what was it again the arts the, of, the, the of joseph yeah. um is at fourteen ninety nine so Please go ahead, get these books. Um, definitely is something that will help us overcome any trials, tribulations that we're um, having in our life. Um, these could be essential to overcoming those as well. Um, any uh, closing remarks from anyone?
1: Before we go, can we mention the upcoming virtual tour?
0: Yes, go ahead. Amen.
1: Yes. December 4th, we're going to be having um, a virtual tour, uh, sorry, a virtual conference. It's at 7 Daylight Savings Time. You could purchase your, your, I'm sorry, you could register. Registration is free. You could register on The Ripe Awakening. That's T H E R I P E. Awakening.com. Register. Registration is open. Please go on and register. You could also purchase our book on that website. All three books are available. The three authors will appear. It will be a motivational conference. We'll be there speaking about um, our books, and we'll be trying to motivate others. Not trying. We will be motivating others through our story mm-hmm. and anything else that we need to do to get other people moving, up and going. Um, So please, get on the website, www.ripeawakening.com, and register.
2: And just
4: to reiterate the date, it is December 4th. It is the week following Thanksgiving, December 4th, and it's 7 p.m. in the evening. Love to have you bring a friend, come and be blessed, and set the stage for awesome Yuletide season. God bless you.
5: Bridget? All right, so I just just want to, you know agree with everything that you both just said. But I'd just like to um, encourage my readers to never give up. Amen. Um, no matter the circumstances, I want you to know that there's always a way to rise above your challenges, and that struggles come to make you strong. Yes. And remember, whenever you feel most alone, that's when God is with you. Because remember, the teacher is always silent during the test. Amen! Amen. Oh breeze? my God! Yes! Yes, yes. Really?
1: I, love I, love I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. And we all have been there where we had to be quiet. Yes. Thank you for that.
3: What you got, Andrew? You know what I always say everybody be well, man. Hey man.
2: Be well. Do good. Thank you. <laughs> all right, um
0: I do want to thank all of the viewers out there uh for tuning in to the show today. Um your viewership is much appreciated. Um, I wanna thank the three guests for giving me the opportunity um, to have them on the show and to hear uh, wisdom uh, from, from each from very different uh, levels and backgrounds um, and allowing uh, me to also have a copy of these books for myself um, that I'll go ahead and, uh, and read and share with my family. Um, so
4: We are grateful to you, my brother. We are grateful yeah. for the space. Thank
5: you for having us.
4: For the Thank solidarity, you. for the soulfulness. Brother Adrian, may your work have no bounds. May it be grounded and rooted in the love of the Lord, yes. and may the Lord take you from strength to strength and from glory to glory. What an Amen. awesome premier experience! God bless yes. you. Thank
0: you, thank you. Um, and yes. with that, y'all, we out. Appreciate y'all for viewing in locker
2: room with shut